0: show can be a little gay, but if you're not, that's okay. You can listen and have fun either way. Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who, guests and music and reviews. Game of Thrones, Winona too. to promise there's something for you. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like dirty things.
1: Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat.
0: I'm Wendy. What?
1: And I'm not gonna give up my shot. This is Tara. On today's episode, we're talking some Winona Earp. Of course, we're gonna get into the Vast of Night, that new, sort of new Amazon movie. But first, guys, how we doing? What's new? Anything going on? America. <laughs> Aside from the, you know, the uh the attack last night that was that was 4th of July.
2: Oh, uh, you were right in the middle of it, weren't you, Kat?
0: Fourth of July attack. It's kind of crazy. It was wild. Los we Angeles. it on the
2: patio. Uh, it sounded like,
0: yeah, it was like listening to a war in the distance. It was nonstop. Hundreds of fireworks being set off all at once, just constant for hours.
1: It was it went hours, on, hours. Yeah. Hours. It was pretty, though. It was pretty. <laughs> uh, what else, though? Something, you know, maybe musically related?
2: well the rest of the world we watched yeah. hamilton <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: it was uh it was it i i don't know how they do it. it it's just such a intricately done thing you know between the the just dialogue being musical in itself and then all the numbers and then all the the it's like the same cast playing a major character then they're done so then they just join the the company and they're doing everything and yeah. It looked like a lot of work. We were physically exhausted watching it and it made us feel incredibly lazy.
0: There's not just um a lot of words. There's a lot of hard words to <laughs> right. say. Yeah. Smart sounding words. <laughs> yes. a- actual words that have to be sung in the correct key as well. So I it was it was exhausting for me. Yeah. And in, a good- in a good way. I mean I loved it. It was amazing. No, of course. But I was like, damn, how are they still going?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it lived up to the hype, for sure. I mean, this show, you know, it's been out for, what, four years it premiered? Had you ever seen it, it, Kat? No. Oh. Uh, We had tickets for April, but that didn't work out. Oh, bummer. uh, And Leah has the soundtrack, so I've heard it, some of the songs a bunch of times, but I didn't really, I didn't want to jump into it. I wanted to see it first. And it was great. It was really good. Obviously, like, this is not news to anybody. The um
0: direction was really good as far as for for film or you know yeah. they blocked that out was really good.
1: They should do this for all the musicals, right? Like why aren't they doing this for more? Musicals?
0: I know. I mean, I know they do film them like this because you see a lot of promos and stuff for them but uh right. I don't know. They don't really, I wish they would at least you know maybe after 5 years of being on Broadway or something but Or do you like a pay-per-view
1: I, view thing or something?
0: I yeah, would pay oh for yeah, it. that's true. Yeah. But would you pay like 150
1: bucks for a cat?
0: <laughs> for, I don't like, know that I would I pay the same as a th- ticket. I would pay
1: something. But I mean, I mean you a lot know, of people
2: probably signed up to Disney to do it, to see it.
1: Can have a big, you know, Hamilton party. Everybody come over, put in 20 bucks. Yeah, they could, I think they could charge 100 bucks and people would do it. Because otherwise you're you're never going to see, like, you know, it It was such a hard ticket to get. the or, The original cast of Hamilton, like ridiculous, right. crazy, forget about it. But now the masses can see it. That's kind of a big deal.
2: Yeah, I would give anything to see a version of Wicked, the original Wicked shot this mm-hmm. well. And done like this with Kristen and, uh, and Idina. Right. You know, any, any musical like that where the leads were just really just so fantastic. I would love to see that.
0: <laughs> Made me yeah feel very out of shape. A lot of <laughs> dancing and singing and running and jumping. I don't there was know only one move in there identified that I could do. And that was one Which that one? Leslie Odom did. He was basically just running around in a circle. I, said, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> it kind of weird. I can do that. But that He was has it. done that, I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> just one of your moves that they stole. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Signature move.
2: Yeah, And even though I've seen it on screen like this, if I had the opportunity to see it live here or New York, I would still do it. Like I feel like this doesn't take away my wanting to see it live sometime.
1: Oh, sure. We're still going to see it. I still want to see yeah. it on stage. 100%.
2: Good move. It was good timing. It, it worked out perfectly for this musical to be released right now. So yeah,
1: and especially Fourth of July weekend. It's kind of an appropriate time, right? Founding fathers and such and such. So yeah, it was a good way to to spend the holiday. It was really long too. Wow. Yeah, well, it was,
0: it's like two and a half hours. No, yeah, two forty. Two hours forty. Two forty. Yeah. Minute intermission
2: and then the credits. Were a minute. <laughs> One minute intermission. But yeah, it was
0: it's long. It was a lot, but it was good. So.
1: It was really good. Definitely,
0: already downloaded the soundtrack. Nice, I'm checking that out.
1: What were some of your favorite uh, musical numbers? I guess there it was all musical numbers. So, yeah, what were it was your so favorite many. songs? I
0: can't. I, the three women, female leads, were amazing. I would go watch their girl group sing, uh, and I just watched them. They were awesome. Their harmonies were tight, and
1: <laughs> it was <laughs> they're so good. Really so, good and funny. Very funny. It was. <laughs> Funny throughout. So, mm-hmm. so funny. When did you have any stand-up moments? Favorite, favorite songs? Oh, perhaps? Gosh,
2: you know, uh, there were so many. I, I know I, at one point it was that, uh, when Leslie Odom Jr. POI alum, by the way, when he's saying the, uh, the and first Grace Dance, anatomy alum, um, mm. rumor, it happens when he's saying that. And that yes. whole number, I remember thinking if he didn't already have the Tony that just got him the Tony. I, I really liked that with him. Um, gosh I don't know they were all so great yeah the women were amazing mm-hmm. um you know I, I feel like it's one I'm gonna I read online someone said you watch it the first time and you're just captivated by the music and everything the, the second time you start really noticing the uh the, like the story pay more attention right. as a friend recommended watch it with captions and then it helps I'm
1: gonna I have to do that again yeah, yeah I'm gonna um, do
2: that. third time I forget what it was I think they just said you just start noticing all the just everything perform- performances and yeah. little things but yeah I definitely will have to watch it again
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, I think my some of my favorites were the King George songs. Yes, uh, King
0: George was awesome,
1: and it's Jonathan Groff. Is that his name? Yeah, yes. I didn't even
0: realize he was in it.
1: Yeah, and yeah. you know, very it just basically just him singing himself. He's just you know the rest of the stage is dark. It's just him. So funny, like his delivery is very subtle but so good. Like I. I really enjoyed his. Whenever he was on stage, I was like, okay, this is gonna be good. So he was great.
2: Yeah. Well, his song is the one that's stuck in my head right now. So that. <laughs> yeah, <it's very laughs> you will be back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, all right, guys. We had some listener mail.
0: Yay! All right. This email comes from Tracy. Tracy says, hi, ladies. I'm finally caught up on the Pride movies. I'm only halfway through this week's podcast, but I had a minute to myself for once and decided to take advantage. The half of it gets three rainbows. And then she puts three tiny little adorable rainbows. I like the movie. It was super cute. And the subtle interaction between the two girls left some, well, left some interpretation, which I like in my movies. You don't need to spell everything out. A look can say more than paragraphs of words. Three rainbows due to a lack of the gay. <laughs> I want more in my pride movies. No, well, fair enough. I think fair that's enough. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like Lesbom gets one rainbow for effort. <laughs> <laughs> it's a participation rating because no. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that is also fair. Yes, fair. exactly.
0: Oh, man. All right. Portrait <laughs> of a Woman on Fire. Gets five rainbows. Loved it. The subtitles were perfect. The flow of Greek uh, mythology throughout, the actors hot. The music was used in another way to emphasize messages in the story. Can't say enough. Again, I loved it. And also, why nota? Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Watch the trailer looks amazing. So glad Mercedes is still around. She's one of my favorite side characters. I didn't see the part with Waverly touching Doc's face, but I thought maybe she was healing his undeadness. I have a theory that a lot of the what we saw in the trailer is going to be in the first episode since Wynona is wearing the same clothes in most of the shots that I saw. P.S. Saving Face is now free again on Prime. Thanks for the fun, Tracy. Good
1: tip, Tracy. Thank you. Yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah, I, I heard another person I follow on Facebook review the
2: half of it, and they really liked it. But they, they also came out and said they wouldn't necessarily consider it a gay movie, more like a coming-of-age movie with a gay character, which I, I can yeah. see.
1: I think that's fair.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's incredibly well done.
1: Yeah. Hey, guys, let's jump in the truck. Guess where we're going. <gasps> Ooh.
2: Didn't
0: see that, that coming, presents... did you? It's a bumpy ride. Live.
2: Are we there yet?
1: And and we're here. So before we get started to sort of kind of try to jump into what we think is going to happen in season four and try to maybe figure out that trailer. The more I watch the trailer, the more confused I am, by the (laughs) way. So uh, a couple days ago, Tamara Duarte, who plays Rosita, who played Rosita, I should say, in season two. Winona Herb. She posted a photo of herself in an ADR recording studio with her son. It's a very cute photo. And then some very, very, very clever uh, Twitter sleuths figured out it's the same studio, or it looks like the same studio that Kat posted a picture of while she was doing Winona ADR. Whoa. So this could mean, this could just mean, oh, it's a very popular studio and, you know. A lot of people use it. It's just a coincidence. Or, of course, it could mean that she was recording Rosita ADR for season four. But I feel like that's kind of a spoiler. Because she's not in the trailer. And mm-hmm. I feel like sci-fi would be like, take that photo down right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's
2: true. Unless I considered it not a big enough spoiler to worry about. Maybe. if Even if... I mean, I could see her maybe being back, but in sort of a, I mean, it could be that she's back, but not in a consequential enough way to like, they didn't intentionally leave her. I, I, I We'll just say the surprise, but it's not like this is huge. some huge thing that changes the show.
1: Okay, that's fair. You know? uh, but to, su- and to support Rosita's back, or at least, at least Tamara's back, maybe again, who knows what form she's in or what version of Rosita she is. But right. there's a photo that was, and small my own sleuthing. And while season four was still filming, it looked like most of the cast went to go to a hockey game, a local like Calgary hockey team game. And there's a bunch of pictures of like Dom is there and Mel and Tim. And then off to this, and actually Varun is there too. Off to the side, half of her face, it looks like it's Tamara. Oh, I zoomed they, in.
0: They call that stalking cat, not sleeping. <laughs> But no, I'm gonna say it's. it's okay. I think it's blue thing. I think okay, yeah, sure. We'll go blue thing. Was it a post picture?
2: Did whoever take the picture just right cut half of her face off?
1: <laughs> it almost. It no. It almost felt like oh hey guys you know I'm just I'm gonna show everybody that we're I forgot I don't know who took the picture but it's like oh let's just take a picture because oh, there's Mel and there's you know Bruna whatever I feel like okay it's well like candid you know, they
0: were just kind of at, or or they
1: it was very candid it was a okay. candid shot. And it's like you can see. Maybe I'll put it on the Facebook. page. You can like see see Tamara's like, uh? if it's her, if it's her, it looks. It kind of looks like her.
0: Hmm.
2: Anyway, so, so, so in theory, it could just be some random person at the game. Is what you're
1: saying? Hundred it
0: could percent. Be, could be <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those two things. Mm-hmm.
1: It's one of those two. But you know, here, here's what I love though: having a show to obsess over like this to look at photos and compare photos and people have theories and like this is so much fun to me this is one yeah. of the most fun part of being in a fandom to me yes
2: i miss it it's fun it is a lot of fun
1: so next uh last week sci-fi released some way hot photos some way hot season 4 reunion photos basically there's there's two shots of Waverly and Nicole we think don't know maybe they're different people who fucking knows uh <laughs> together <laughs> And in one of the articles, actually, it was released through uh, an article from tvline.com, I think. They had the exclusive. And then some other shows, some other websites picked it up. And there's a, a, sh- uh, a captions on the bleedingcool.com version of this release of the photos actually says the name of the episode oh. that those pictures are from.
0: What And what is that?
1: So 404, according to this website, mm-hmm. is going to be called Afraid. Okay. And 405 is going to be called Hell Raisin Good Time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh,
1: and we know from a previous photo that Emily Andres posted way back when the show, uh, before it started shooting, episode one is going to be called On the Road Again, which is kind of fun. Hmm. All right. So there's that. Next. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier this week, Cat Burrell, friend of the snop, Friend of the uh-huh. Snop. She did a uh, a wine tasting fundraiser for a magazine called tag magazine and uh it's on youtube if you want to look it up it's is actually it's a lot of fun thing or like a zoom thing it was a zoom thing it was actually uh, really cool so the host of the the event her name is ebony bell she's the editor-in-chief at tag magazine T-A-G-G magazine. Then there was Cat, And then every now and then, someone from the winery, uh, Lion and Dove, would pop in as a third window. And be like, okay, guys, now let's open up the, the next bottle. And you're going to notice that. And, like, it's really kind of fun. And if you if you want to know what it's like to hang out with Cat Braille on her back patio and drink wine, watch this. Because it's, it's just, <laughs> it looks, it's super casual. And it, they're just having a good time. Because she was drinking, I feel like she was a little loose-lipped right? (laughs) Aren't we all? So, you know, she, (laughs) yeah, exactly. As I'm, as I'm taking a drink. (laughs) So she said some general stuff about four uh, season four, like, Oh, buckle up guys. Episodes are so crazy. And then one particular line, uh, one thing she said was she was going in to record some ADR again. And she's, this is her quote. There's an episode where mm, I'm, I am flipping between how do I say it without there's a lot going on and there's a lot of voices I'll say hmm so that kind of supports when you you know looking at the trailer there's her uh, nicole's hair is a different length a couple times may and maybe we'll get into it a little later but like the idea of there either multiple timelines going on or flashbacks going something where in one episode the character of nicole is flipping back and forth between timelines maybe i don't know
0: mm-hmm. interesting or a body swap episode something like that did so, they do God. one of those
1: yet not really okay. no no
0: that would be fun if she and melanie body swapped well would be a good time
1: i have my own body swap hope That's, what's that we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute okay <laughs> <laughs> i had a, i've had all, i had it all worked out i got this whole scenario worked up
2: let see look if kat and if and melanie body swapped then winona would be like hot and then if she she was kissing Waverly. It'd be messed up.
0: Oh no,
1: that's what I'm saying. Now,
0: now, not that. <laughs> no, okay. that's why we
1: don't want. Okay, yeah. we'll,
0: we'll talk about it. <laughs> exactly. As long as that didn't happen, and, okay.
1: So then, later in this uh, the wine tasting thing, it's towards the end, and Ebony, the host, is like, "Hey, is there anything you know, any new projects you want to talk about, or anything you know coming up?" She's like, "Well, I will say, a a a plane ticket has been booked." For me to go to the other side of the country to keep working on a project. Mm. I think the assumption is that she's talking about Winona, and that if they're already booking tickets, that means yeah. they're coming up with a plan pretty quick. And my guess is that they will probably be the cast will probably quarantine for at least a couple of weeks before they start shooting. Right. So once they okay. get to Calgary, they're probably going to be sequestered.
2: Wait, now uh, where were there. Where? Did, so she doesn't live in the same place that they shoot. They no. shoot in Calgary. Where does and she she live?
1: she's Toronto. Uh, Okay. Uh, Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Very. Mm -hmm. All right. So, knowing all that, (laughs) let's get into some down and dirty season four talk. Mm -hmm. And kind of like what I said before, if you're if you're looking to the trailer for answers,
0: (laughs) there's just more questions.
1: Yeah. Good luck, because it's it is. The more I watch it, honestly, the more I it doesn't make sense to me. So we're gonna call this uh, segment our conspiracy theories.
2: <laughs> I feel conspiratorial right now. Do you, do yeah. you feel
1: conspiratorial? Perfect. Yeah, I love it. So there are some questions at the end of season three uh, that have kind of that needs to be answered, right? That's right. I think one of the biggest ones is. Herb curse is now broken.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now what? What does that mean? What does that mean for Winona? Does that mean that she's, you know, she's she doesn't have the magical gun, you know? Now it's a sword, and it's not hers anymore. Does that mean she has powers? Is she just a human like everybody else? What do you guys think? I mean, obviously it changes the show, even if it's just for a couple uh, episodes. But it might change. It might just be it. Maybe the curse is over, and now there's are just other demons that she has to take care of.
0: Right. I think now. Well, with. Uh, Waverly and Doc going up to wherever they went. I feel like a a lot of things are going to be released eventually that they'll have to kind of clean up perhaps. Hmm. Or yeah, there's all sorts of crazy things happening in that triangle. So possibilities are endless. You can always bring back the vampires.
1: Well, there there does, there seems to be a lot of bad guys running around that trailer. Right. Almost like zombie looking things.
0: Right. Creepy. Creepier than the Revenants.
1: Wendy, any, any thoughts on the Urp curse being broken?
0: No. I feel like <laughs> I pass.
2: After my rewatch, I'm sure I will have ah. more thoughts. But here's the thing. So you're saying, and I forget, I forgot. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be our listener who is not as up on ERP as perhaps you might be, Kat. So you're saying she lost, she's got Peacemaker gone. Yeah. Like it's gone. Was it destroyed? She she gave Was it, it to
1: she gave it to Bullshar. Mm. He he tricked her. He then turned it into a sword.
2: Okay, so it transformed into this sword.
1: Yes, and then he used it to open up the the. That's uh, too
2: bad. Here's the, the thing. I do hope she gets Peacemaker back, because it was cool. But if you're going to go sword, so obviously swords are good, too. Yeah,
1: we but like swords, I yeah. feel
2: like, um, <laughs> I love it how they're like, man, we gave her a sword. Now, like, the Krona thing hits, and now she's got to be fighting up close and personal. We couldn't <laughs> 20 yards away and shoot people,
0: but now right. she's got a sword, so she's got to go up and fight with people. Um, <laughs> Hopefully by see episode six, maybe she has her gun back. We don't know. Maybe.
2: I'd like exactly. to see the gun, even though, yeah. you know, sword for a little while, maybe she'll end up with both, but, or, you know, but as far as the herb curse goes, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if, if the Earp curse is gone, what do you do then? You know, wrestle with like, what is my purpose? And do I keep fighting these things? And obviously she has things to do right away.
1: So, you know, another, another mystery is where are Nicole, Jeremy, and Robin? And the rest of the town for that matter. So at the end of of, of right. season three, Everybody's gone except for Nedley. That's the only person that Winona can find. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, again, no matter, and all the theory, I, I, there's some theories online that are actually pretty, pretty feasible, but we don't know. We don't know any of this. <laughs> no. No matter no. what we think of, I'm sure Emily and the writers have something even more cool in and mind. And they
0: might have changed it in the two years that they had, that extra year, right. they might have had to rework some things. Yeah. hmm so even if it was right originally, could be different now.
1: I want. I, I'm hoping that we get to see Waverly with some wings because we saw her, yeah. you know, her her dad Julian. We saw his wings at the end of season. i Remind me
0: like, what happened to Julian? That he died. Well, he, he died. Does Waverly know that Winona slept with her daddy? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, she knows. Okay, <laughs> I forgot. I need to watch the last season too.
1: <laughs> you got less than um, three weeks. That's plenty of time, Tara. Mm -hmm. You know, between school and work. What do you got going on? (laughs) Another big question was, at the end of three, is how was Doc able to cross over to the staircase? And as you will remember, that Doc was able to cross over, but Winona wasn't. But the whole thing was that only mortals could cross over. Mm. But, you know, Doc was a vampire. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe... You know, time in the garden slows down, and so that when Waverly gets pulled in, there's time between that and when Doc shows up. That she ha- she's given a choice. Okay, she can choose someone to come with her, and because Doc is a vampire, he has all these special powers, and he's really strong. And maybe that's why. And then I looked up an interview with with Emily right after season three ended, and she basically spells it out. She's like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Waverly." was crying over doc tears hit his face and she, emily says did that bring him back fully to where he needed to be was he turned mortal these are questions we have to answer next year she's basically spilling that out it's like well spelling it out hey dummies <laughs> really basically healed him of being a vampire so now he's they mortal
0: mm-hmm.
2: i like that i like him being mortal it, makes mm-hmm. it, it sounds interesting
1: yeah, I mean, listen. He did a lot of bad shit at the end of season three, yeah. but he's a good guy, you know. Yeah, you you want to root for Doc? Doc Doc is a really cool character. So yeah, oh yeah. It wasn't fun to watch him being a bad guy.
0: Yeah, eating Jillian and this. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Not cool. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> What's up with that? Of course, there was the way hot proposal towards the end of that episode, season uh, the finale, of season three. Waverly essentially proposes to Nicole and we don't see her answer because of course, Wynona interrupted them oh God, why don't as, she, as she does. So, you know, one of the questions is, Oh, are we going to see a wedding in season four? I think it's too soon to see a wedding. I don't yeah, yeah. I don't, it's I don't not going to feel, I mean, not a lot of time has really gone by in their relationship. I think no. they've only been together for like maybe a year and a half Yeah. in the, in the timeline of purgatory. Right. it seems too soon and like they're always you know almost it's unnecessary getting, it is we might get it if there's a season like six maybe right. maybe we'll get a wedding but let's let's they need let's some cool. more let's cooler jets yeah they right. let's, they let's they need, to need some do. more
0: friction fighting got, you know they, things, right yeah. they gotta break up i feel like not that i want i don't wanna no, start with you know you know that yeah <laughs> but you know it happens so you know everyone. does. You know they gotta well, have some kind of drama.
1: In Zena, there was the rift right between Gabrielle and Zena. Yeah. They hated they hated each other for at least a couple episodes.
0: Right, um, and yeah, then they right. sang. Like an episode and or it's two. All good. <laughs> yeah. And then they get back together, and it's just hotter than ever. Right, they have That's to do it, right?
1: that at least it's once. T- it's drama. It's TV. Right. It, exactly. Okay, I think this is our last big question. Bobo Del Rey, great villain, and Waverly essentially kills him at the end of season three. You know, it, it, w- it would be great to have him back. But Emily also answered this question in that article. It's on, t- I think it's tvguide.com. If you guys want to look it up. The idea that Bobo coming back as himself kind of destroys that whole arc for him. She mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, yeah. says, I think there's a sense of mercy where it, there when Waverly did set Bobo free. I would argue that if we see Bobo again, it would be in a different form. But I think the Bobo Del Rey we know and love is officially gone. Right. So she kind of answered that again. She's very, she's very forthcoming in these (laughs) these articles. Once the season is ended, she's like, okay, let me spell it out for (laughs) you.
0: Guess I gave you guys too much credit to actually (laughs) figure it out. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Okay. So let's jump into some theories. So some fans online have been putting in the work. There's some really good theories out there as to what actually, based on what we're seeing in the trailer, and you think I'm crazy. You think I, <laughs> you know, pick this stuff apart. These, there's always
2: I, a crazier I, fan.
1: Thank goodness for that. Because I there's no way I, w- I, I could have come up with any of this stuff. It's, it's it's impressive. So one fan at Malu Voice, their theory is that what we're looking at, or what we're dealing with in season four is Dante's Inferno. Basically, there's nine levels of hell, mm. right? If you know the the epic poem. Dante is traveling through through hell, and every level. We're, we're, so basically, Winona has to go through all these different levels of hell before she can get to Waverly. And that's a great theory. I like the theory. That sounds. good. Like uh, there's a shot where in the trailer, where you, it's it's all snow, and Winona gets thrown out of that that doorway by Doc and Waverly. In those shots, you can see this person has counted out nine doors. Oh. It's oh. interesting. So that's, you know, again, well done on that. And then something similar at Miss Ashley Stubbs, she believes she thinks it's the seven uh, sort of uh, she thinks that purgatory really is purgatory or like, you know, hell. And that there's seven levels and it's all the, the deadly sins. So that Winona has to work through every every level of sin before she can rescue uh, Doc and Waverly. That
0: sounds really heavy.
1: It does. And so and but I mean I think what she's saying is that, you know, season one through three, all those characters are just in hell. They're not in the real world. Right. Somehow yeah. they've they've found themselves in purgatory and they're all kind of mixed up in, in the different levels and that why ha- or somebody has to put them all back in the right in the right levels. Hmm. Now that would be a huge Twist right? You mean if like, it's like they,
2: oh, from the beginning of the show, they've been in hell? Yeah. Mm, wow.
1: Hmm. And that when the, I think her theory is when the door, when the, the Garden of Eden opened, that meant everybody can start to go through into the different levels where they don't belong.
2: That sounds really interesting. That's pretty cool. It's
1: very interesting. And I actually think that could be legit.
0: Yeah. I can see that being um, a thing.
1: Of all the ones that I've heard, that's that seems pretty legit to me.
0: But then, uh, well, conspiracy theory, how would people feel then if you basically get, learn that essentially it's all been a dream scenario, none of this is real, right. including well, the relationship. Well, that it's a
2: dream, I mean, it's it's real in this different Why place, you gotta
0: possibly. put our lesbians in hell, Wendy? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't They're they le- just be regular in normal life? They might be, maybe. Why they gotta be in nine layers of hell? <laughs> Yes. What kind of uh, parallel let, are
2: you trying to make? I'll let Emily field those questions if it happens.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that would be a bit of a shitstorm, I think. I, I
2: would be annoyed if that was yeah. the case. <laughs> well, I think there's a way you could set it in not real life, but still have life or death consequences and still have life or death. It's like if you set this in some fantasy space world that
0: didn't really exist. We it saying still saying has- that. I'm their just saying like hope is to move from the eighth layer of hell to the seventh layer of hell
2: <laughs> or maybe they <laughs> whatever, get out whatever the somehow. best
0: version of hell Probably is,
1: whatever the, that is. What's their goal for the show?
2: Some, I don't know. Maybe,
1: <laughs> maybe they find their way out through love. I don't know. Well, I'm I think, I think it was miss Ashley Stubbs that said, what if, and she, this is like a multiple Twitter, like multiple tweet, like this and this, like, she is really spelling it out. And I think at the end, she's like, so basically what I'm saying is that Waverly and Nicole are Adam and Eve.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Wow. (laughs) That's far.
1: But like in a a good way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Huh. All
2: right. Um, Wow. Now I'm really excited for the season with all these theories floating around. But I feel like that's when you might not know if that's what it is till the end of the show. For real. For sure. Fair.
1: Right. That's the big reveal at some point. Yeah. Another theory online. I forget, I don't remember who I can't. I don't know who to credit it to. So I apologize if I figure it out. I'll I'll give you a shout out at some point. This person's theory was, OK, based on the trailer, everyone is experiencing their own version of purgatory. So you see Jeremy. look. He's in a, a, a suit. Looks like maybe he's in black badge. -hmm. Looks like Nicole never becomes a cop. Maybe Waverly is married to Champ. Like it kind of looks, and this is it's supported in the trailer. But again, the trailer doesn't mean anything, right? Um, So it's I kind of that's kind of a cool idea.
0: Alternate reality,
1: yeah. Definitely seems to
0: be a possibility.
1: And maybe like you know, everyone has to kind of make their way out of their own personal nightmare, kind of a thing. Yeah. So you know, none of my like my when I'm now looking at my theory, it seems so like boring and obvious but you know I, I don't have anything as well thought out as any of these people and you know thank God for smarter people um, but kind of just like basing you know off of what Kat said about you know having multiple voices for one character at one time and seeing and kind of building off what this person said about having everyone's own purgatory yeah maybe that's it maybe when the curse was broken something in the universe shifts or breaks and maybe the curse being gone, like something happens ra- retroactively, and so then we go back in time and we see what would have happened to Waverly if there was no curse. Does that mean, you know, Willow never gets kidnapped, and uh, Winona never leaves, and Nicole never becomes a cup? Like I don't know. There's, you know, who knows? Like something, some there's some multiple timelines going on.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, AU. Alternate.
1: Some AU. I love, yeah. an, a- <laughs> I love an AU.
2: So uh, yeah, get the fanfic writers some new
1: <laughs> source material. Honestly, okay. So that being said, I'm going to name off some characters, and I want you guys to tell me if you think we're going to see them in season four. Okay. Uh, how about Bobo Del Rey? No, no. How about Kate, the vampire that turned Doc? Yes. She takes off at the end of three, but like, yeah, we don't really see where she ends up. So maybe that's a maybe, and that's a Tara. That's a yes.
2: Both. Yes. Is maybe a cop out, kinda not really a choice <laughs> then yes fine i'll take yes <laughs> how about rosita yes
1: i hope yes it would be cool because mm-hmm. she when she I left her. she was great when she left though she was definitely not one of my known favorite bad. characters yeah, yeah. She, was, <laughs> she, was, oh, no. she was bad it would be cool to see her back she was very cool but you know
0: what uh, she did what she had to do to survive
1: that's exactly it
0: she w- it wasn't out of a spiteful place it's like you're trying you're gonna kill me yeah. And I got to do my
1: thing. And she even said, like, I like you. Like, even to Waverly, like, I actually like you. Like, I don't want to be doing this. Right. But, yeah. Right. She felt like she had no choice. Do you guys remember the the episode 307, Tara, where Nicole and Wynonna are handcuffed together? I fall to pieces.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you remember Bunny Loblaw? Played by the Canadian treasure, Jan Arden. She no. plays, like, the ultra conservative, bigoted, oh, yes. bl- blonde yes. woman.
0: I remember. Yes.
1: Do you think think we'll see Bunny again?
0: I hope, but I don't I do. think. I
1: so. Do. I hope so too. I don't know. I think we. I think she was such a fun character. I think. Yeah. I think. I think she comes back.
0: I don't remember her, but I'll say yes. She <laughs> sounds fun. <laughs> I hope Wynonna because- becomes mayor, and then we get to see her shenanigans.
1: Yeah, maybe Wynonna and Bunny, uh, spin off like a. <laughs> 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 they team up somehow. Do you remember when Anna Silk guest starred as Kevin, the mysterious character that comes at the end of season three and kind of pushes them in the right direction do you think Kevin's coming back Tara
0: yes to perhaps help Waverly I don't know but yes it's a yes for me too Mama Earp definitely yes
2: oh yeah
1: what about Robin Jeremy's boyfriend who disappears yes he's, he's got to come yeah. back right yeah unless something horrible happens to him like why would they they wouldn't do that
0: scheduling conflicts maybe <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing.
2: Some of these people might've gotten things, uh, you know, we'd be more informed if we were looking into some of these actors, right. the, 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 the likes more supporting and, that's uh, fair. Do, yep. are they on new shows? Then, then I would say no, <laughs> but you
1: that's know, that's fair. And, uh, last on my list, how about Willa?
2: Oh, I hope not.
1: Everyone's least favorite herp no. sister. Although I'm sure there's some Willa fans out there. I don't wanna I don't wanna alienate anybody.
2: I bet I bet if you're dealing with alternative (laughs) timelines or any kind of this craziness, I bet yeah. I bet she definitely comes back.
1: I think that would be so cool if she came back. She does
0: for sure. Right. If there is an alternate timeline, yes. Yeah. It's amazing. And like what if
1: what if she's like very sweet, very nice. You kind of never believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so here's the thing. Willa gets a really bad rap, right? But she was essentially she was probably like Mentally abused by her father, right? Because he was he was nuts. Warder mm, seems to mm-hmm. be like he was kind of an asshole. And then she was kidnapped by Bobo, and yeah, she got was brainwashed. She was brainwashed. like she went through some shit,
0: mm-hmm. and then she uh, was like a cult.
1: She did, then mother. she was a, she was <laughs> in a cult. So you know, clearly this poor girl never had a chance. No, now, no, I'd, no. I'd, I'm not defending her choices. <laughs> like, she, she did shoot Nicole.
0: <laughs> yes, and try to push. What'd she do? Try to push Waverly off a beam or
1: something (laughs) they kids. That's right. When they are kids. Oh, that's true. Yeah, She she never
0: liked Waverly. She always thought Waverly wasn't nerp or, you know, she wasn't. She tried to kill her.
1: She was a dick back then. You're right. Hmm. Yeah. She had violent tendencies. (laughs) That's an interesting point. I had not thought of that, but it would be interesting to see what, if she came back, what that would look like. That's
0: That's why Waverly always had a feeling about her, you know, aside from. All the other stuff, right? That she true. never was really super duper close.
1: Well, and as soon as she sh- shows up, Nicole's very suspicious of her. She's never, Nicole never kind of lets her guard down around around Willa. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about a wish list of stuff? What do you guys want to see happen in season four? And it could be anything, any character, any timeline, any uh, storyline, anything that you hope that we see next season. A bottle episode of fun. <laughs> nice.
2: Um. It may be cliche, but I'll go with the body swap that we keep bringing up because I think that would be a hoot. I would love to see those actors play other people.
1: That's on my list. So body swap. I want to see Winona and Waverly do a body swap because then we get a possible (laughs) why not not make out scene. I would be so
0: down for that. (laughs) I am so into that.
1: And also just to see them play each other, like to see yeah. you know, do- Dominique's version of Winona would be really funny, I feel like. And to see Winona being super, well, Mel being super sweet and nice to Nicole. That would mm-hmm. be so, so much fun. They have to do it. Like every show eventually does a body swap, right? And yeah. And
2: and Lost Girl that Emily previously worked on, and I don't know if she was even involved in this episode, but their body swap one episode, I think that was the first one where I was like, okay, I'm really getting into this. Like, that was the first one that I really, really, really liked.
1: And like everybody um, swapped, right? It was like, yeah, it was. And then I think, uh,
2: yeah, no, everybody swapped completely. So it was, uh,
1: I mean, you gotta gotta do a body swap episode. Yeah.
2: It's a no
0: brainer. If like Nicole and, uh, Doc switched. That could be fun, uh, but we'd still get the why. I'm trying to think all the ways we get Winona, oh, y- like yeah. <laughs> Nicole. You need a chart. To make it. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> there's
1: <laughs> just... math involved. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh boy. I could, uh, uh-huh. I'd be I'd be into that.
0: <laughs> uh, however, I get it, I'll take it. <laughs> oh boy.
1: Yeah, you know, it's got to happen. It has to. Yep. I would bet money on it.
0: I have. Uh, I sure hope so. I hope they're not. I hope they're not above that. No.
1: Oh come on! Have you seen the first three seasons? Yeah.
0: I, what a show are you watching? <laughs> I guess not above <laughs> the body swap with Nicole.
1: <laughs> oh, and oh, and like seeing right, them actually yeah, make out. Yeah, Fair enough. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: again, yeah. that though, I, I don't know
2: if
1: they're.
2: And uh, I can I, see them thinking, okay, it's been done. Let's not go that route. I mean, they, they might come up with a different way to do something similar, but
1: maybe I don't know. I, I feel like. If there was a show to do it, it's this show, and I feel like because Emily is always saying, you know, I'm here to feed the gays. Like she knows what people want to see, and I think this is a no brainer. Yeah, I bet I would bet money on it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, got to make it interesting? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would. I'll put money down. Five bucks. How about five bucks? But,
0: but I think I, we're all. I, yeah, I agree with you. Oh. Yeah. When, I don't think
2: anyone they, are saying, I mean, I'm not saying it won't happen. I, I, I think it'd be cool if it happened. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm not <laughs> trying to say it won't. <laughs> I mean, I'm skeptical, but I'm not saying it won't.
1: Fair enough. I really want to see. I can't wait. It's, it has to happen when Mama Earp finds out that Winona slept with Julian. Oh, awkward. That's going to be great. Painfully awkward. Yes. I'm sure Mama Earp's going to take it really well. Ooh. How do you take that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I not don't her know. fault though. She why not? I didn't know. She didn't no, know. I didn't
0: know. Oh, he's cute. Good. He's a good-looking Hi. guy. I like him.
1: He's very cute. You know, he's in uh, your favorite movie, Wendy.
0: <laughs> what movie is that? Blow her mouth. <laughs> oh Lord, no. <laughs> with Willa. <laughs> no, no. She's
2: that's Willa's man. man. That's uh, that's only my third favorite movie. Even more
0: incestuous. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. Also, oh, that means both Herb sisters have really slept with. Her dad.
1: yeah, Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I would really like to see, and I, I feel like, you know, it, it, it's it's only fair. And I, and I actually kind of want to see it. Uh, you know, Jeremy and Robin, they're dating. And they've kissed a couple times on screen. That was great. But they're kind of like pecs. Mm-hmm. And I think because of how many, like, if you look at how many scenes... And you can Google this. Like so, some some people have put them I'm all sure together. <laughs> How many scenes have, have, you know, way hot makeout scenes? Very hot and heavy, right? Some of them are very passionate. Let's see Jeremy and Robin going for it. Okay. Hmm? I don't have a lot of ne- support here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I, I'm not against I it I'm not against it. I'm not.
1: I mean, listen. I Jeremy, guess I hadn't
0: noticed. Like, yeah, I, I hadn't mean, I, guess I, I noticed, but maybe don't. I just didn't care because it didn't apply to me. But fair enough. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> Does not apply. No, listen. Like, you know, I think you, to to do to not have them make out at least once is a little. It's kind of obvious to me. It's like, well, come on, guys. Like, if you're gonna have a gay couple, let's see them being really gay. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just how gay do we? want
2: <laughs> I mean, I can't remember how much. And I, you know, and I always think of this as like when Emily, one of the questions when she was asked about like the people wanting to see Way Hot processing the relationship or talking about relationship, she's like, this right. also is a show where we're fighting some demons. You know, this is this is not maybe right. going to be your typical let's analyze where we are in our relationship kind of show. They, you know, to some right. extent, Cause like I wonder because I because I, looking back, I can't remember the scenes that they had like. Were there scenes where we could have had a more make out, or were they in the middle of trying to save someone and they had a little peck as they were splitting up to go right. save? I can't
0: remember them having intimate it. moments alone. Yeah. Like on
2: my rewatch, I'll have to pay more attention and think, okay, did they not take an opportunity here? Or because I don't even remember how far along the relationship actually right. was. I remember there was a whole right. lot of weird stuff happening with. Right. He
0: had the throw up thing in his yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Paid paid and- right. For a while,
1: it's, it's a very new relationship. It's very young. It was exactly because
0: they barely even got to that point when he got kidnapped, and then he got you know he was saved and uh, Robin, and then yeah, there's just been drama the whole time. Like, when are they supposed to have a makeout sesh? Well, that's and fair. I,
2: I feel like they are both kind of nerdy in their own way too. Whereas way hot, you right, had or awkward. Yeah, hot kind of being more like, <laughs> yeah, how you well, doing? Way hot is hotter, and yeah,
0: and they're more established characters, and they've been. You know, Robin was only in the last
1: season, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, that's I'll fair. To, I'll Listen, have to look dude. at it
2: on my rewatch. I'll have to be more. You know,
1: more you guys are attention. putting up a good case. That's a good defense. <laughs> it really I'm not is. saying I no. know for sure.
0: I'm just saying I just don't. Apply. I could so, I, I could apply. deal with a little more. I don't need some um, processing of fe- no, feelings, no. but I could stand a little more female gazes. <laughs> I'll take that along the lines of <laughs> you're to the gaze of you know. a lady on fire.
1: There was some good gazing. Silent that gazing, is like that's like gazing at its best. Some,
2: yeah, I think those of those characters are too chatterboxy. They couldn't just look at each other <laughs> without talking they or did touching. Kind of or... the first
0: season they used did to did they? Yeah.
1: They used to do that. Yeah. I'm just oh.
0: saying, like I I dug that, I think they should bring some of that back. I definitely bring don't the g- think they need <laughs> to get married yet. Sorry, I'm gonna pay attention to all those things
1: as I'm rewatching. This is good, Wendy. I hope you're taking notes. Oh, I am now. <laughs> so speaking of way hot i think we're i would like to see anyways so i don't think we're going to see wedding and again like we just said don't think we we need to see it right anytime soon but what i would like to see because of the way waverly proposed it was kind of it was it was it was a weird moment but it was supposed to be
2: yeah it was it was
1: supposed to be so i think now that nicole knows where waverly is like where she's like oh she thinks we're you know i guess i i I guess it depends on where Nicole thinks they are, but it would be cool to maybe at the end of season four, Nicole, you know, in her way to say like, yeah, I'm, I'm on board too, is to maybe she then proposes properly to Waverly. Mm, That could be at the
0: end of the season.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Super romantic, you know, lots of candles, like just really kind of blind sides Waverly. She doesn't see coming. Right. Just right Uh, in the
0: middle after maybe having some friction.
1: There you go. Tara
0: wants that friction.
2: You want well, that friction. Otherwise it's going to get
0: boring. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, be reasonable. Maybe we don't need to get married amongst a demon apocalypse and, you know, <laughs> with Bolshar's ring or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. No, I feel, it's I not feel a like good a good way r- to start off. a.
2: But I do feel like we're going to be building more to a proper proposal or that we'll get one at some point. Like a more, you
1: know,
0: because that was weak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was weak and awkward. Yes, and it you know it's got to it's got to come from Nicole now. Like it can't be Waverly because she's like, well, I've already done this, so it's kind of on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I feel like that's going to come end of season four. And then my last one, my last thing on my wish list is, Wendy, do you remember in the X Files where they did an entire episode from the cigarette smoking man's perspective?
2: Of course I do. I
1: loved it. I, forget I forgot called. it too, but the, it doesn't matter. I want to see a similar episode for Bobo. So I want I want a Bobo standalone episode, and it could be looking at his perspective of things that have happened the first three seasons, or it, we go back into his early life before he becomes Bobo when he's still Robert's Vane before the curse. Like I don't care uh, how they do it, but the you know actor who plays Bobo, Michael Eklund, is so freaking good.
0: Yeah,
1: um, to see a, a Bobo only, not only but like you know Bobo's perspective episode, I think would be freaking great. He could definitely carry it because he's an excellent actor, and it's a way to bring him back because I don't think he's going to work into the the storyline of season four. So this is a way that we It'll still be get fun Bobo. if they
0: could do like a back in time to when he was Robert Svein. Like they all travel back in time and they oh cool you know, then it's around from his perspective. Then we get nice. to see like Nicole and Waverly and Winona and get ups <gasps> from the.
1: Oh, Tara.
0: 1800s or whatever mm,
1: it was. I like it a lot. A <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I
2: always love when they do an episode from a completely different perspective or com- like a completely different frame of reference kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, Or or take a character that's involved, but you never see their p- perspective of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that'd be great.
1: There's a lot about Bobo that we don't know. Like, how does he You know? When does he start to call himself Bobo? Like when is you know when is when is I Robert? Know. What is sad?
0: that? Why did you pick the name Bobo, sir? Yeah, I'm maybe like, we find that'd out be my that. First question. Really yeah. Strike fear into your enemies. <laughs>
1: my name is Bobo.
0: <laughs> call me Bobo.
1: <laughs> they call me Bobo. So that's it. That's all I got. I mean, I'm sure I'll think of other stuff. But a
0: lot of theories.
1: You know, that's a lot of theories. I We have a few weeks.
0: questions. It gets to work up some more after we see that first episode. I know. We appreciate your stalking and analyzing. Three weeks from today.
1: Happy to do it. Three weeks from today. At
0: at time of air,
1: yeah, less than three weeks. And also, so here's the problem, guys. These episodes air Sunday night. We usually record these episodes, this podcast, Sunday afternoon. I believe we're going to have to make a shift. We're going to have to do something. In our timing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it will be hard to sit on an episode an entire week. No, we can't do that. You know?
0: Right. It'll be... Yeah, it'll be on at seven. Here,
2: we could always go right after or the that's next true. day. It Jump would, on. it would infringe on my bedtime, but I'll make the sacrifice.
1: That's true. That that's really going to screw you, Wendy.
2: Yeah, I don't care. Okay. It's <laughs> worth it for my whole <laughs> oh, look. Look, my life is completely where it is now because I was up too late on the night before I had to go back to work watching television shows. That Amazing. is exactly why I'm sitting here talking to you people. So you know
0: what? Amazing. Why break the trend? And that offers some group watching potential. Yes. yes. And then recording right after. Yep, that's true.
1: I think this will work out.
2: I think it needs to. Yeah, there's no way. It's only for six weeks. And then we get a, a you know. It's not forever. It's just when the show's on.
1: Well, we, we appreciate your sacrifice, Wendy. It's for a good cause. It's,
2: uh, it's, you know, <laughs> I rarely get to bed on time on Sunday nights anyway.
1: All right, so then at the end of season four, maybe we'll go back. And revisit and see how much of this,
2: yeah, yeah we got right. Oh, right. I was yeah. going to say, are you writing things down? But I guess they are actually being recorded, so we do have. It. <laughs> <laughs> if
1: only there was a way that we can. Could- <laughs> We're recording this. Did I- Should I mention oh, that?
0: Shit! I thought I was just talking. Oh, no. oh! I thought this was a fo- like a Zoom call.
1: Oh, Uh-oh. this is really awkward.
0: I thought. Okay. Sorry well. Oh. Mm, sorry, everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll do better. Do better, guys. (laughs) When we come back, Vast of Night. And we're back! The Conspiracy Theory
0: song seems still appropriate for this movie. I feel like it fits this
2: movie completely. As does the... Yes.
1: Yes, it does. It it is kind of perfect.
0: I feel like they almost used this music. (laughs) I, I really feel like they did. I can almost picture the scene.
1: Yeah, exactly. So. Because we had so much fun during our Pride Festival, film festival, we wanted to keep the movies going. And because it's summertime, it's usually when big budget movies are coming out, we have to kind of make our own, you know, our own uh, summer movie festival. So this is our first, our first uh, dip into that pool. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'm going to get
0: my like flamingo floaty and jump in the pool. <laughs>
1: Come on, guys. Let's jump in the pool and splash. That's right. It's time for summer movies.
2: Summertime.
1: Oh, there you go. We we can't afford that. We can't sing that. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, Vast of Night came out in 2019, and it is on Amazon Prime. It's free with your Prime membership. Oh, and by the way, just so that we can kind of um, get into some plotty stuff. If you have not seen this movie, if you think you want to, if you're into this uh to sci-fi movies, X-Files, Twilight Zone, that kind of thing, do not listen to the rest of this podcast. Hit pause, go watch this movie and then come back.
0: Uh it is not gay themed, just so you know. Yes. No Alerts. Gays. Alerts wasn't alert.
1: Gay's
2: alert. in the nerd sci-fi nerd. portion of our podcast. Right. Nerd alert.
1: Heavy nerd, but you know, very strong female lead, which is great. So that yes, kind yes. of helps our cause. And I'm looking for, I want to say the, the actors' names.
2: Jake Horowitz is the guy. Sierra McCormick is the lady. And? And Gail Cronauer. And who is that, Wendy? Gail Cronauer. Gail Cronauer is one of my former acting teachers. And the fact that I did not succeed as an actor is no reflection on Gail merely my own lack of talent or, i think or, you're a fine actor whatever uh <laughs> no I, I remember a friend of mine and i did a scene we went to her house we were in her class and we did a scene and to see what she thought before we did it for class and at the end she said is that it <laughs> we <were laughs> Oh, the- Ouch. yeah but um no she plays the older woman who has quite the story to tell she's literally in one mm-hmm. scene and i feel like the camera cut once on her i yeah. mean it was this was maybe yeah. a lot of long shots, and she yes. delivers a monologue, quite a long monologue, basically pr- in profile for the bulk of her scene. It's probably just took a day or two for her to do her thing. But honestly, she, Gail is Gail, Gail is very. She's in a lot of things in Texas. She's a very uh, go-to actress. For she has an interesting face, and um, she gets mm. she gets cast quite a bit. But very good actress. And and this was, this was shot in Texas. Yes, yes. Which is another thing. It was shot in Texas where. Two, three years ago, they tried their darndest to get rid of of any sort of film incentives for projects to shoot in Texas. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. some things are still shooting there because um, certain parts of uh, Texas politicians tried to eliminate it. And the governor actually took the bill that came or whatever and sent it back, said, no, I'm not signing off on this till we get something in the film incentives budget because they'd wiped it out. And where it used to be in the 90 million dollar range, it's down to like 22 million as of that last thing because some fools are trying to kill it. That don't even get me started. But I'm glad some things are still filming there. There are a lot of projects that want to shoot in Texas or that did shoot in Texas and had to move because they basically chased them away.
1: That is very short-sighted. You're basically you you're telling people not to spend money in your state. It
2: was the Republicans trying to push all this, trying to and, and everyone else was like, "You do understand that we don't give them money until they bring us money and you're hiring Texas workers." People that want and, to go to school, learn the craft, and stay right. here and work, and you're forcing them to leave Texas because nothing is coming here.
1: And there's vendors, there's you know rentals, there's yeah. catering, like all there's so much money Their that gets injected like, into a community yeah. when a, a movie comes to town.
2: Their whole thing was like, we don't need to pay rich Hollywood actors to come here. It's like those actors aren't getting this. It's it's the money that's coming to your state and the people that work in your state and the profile of doing good work in the state. And um, yeah, so but that's a whole nother i think that qualifies as a rant
1: oh shoot. that was a wendy's
2: rant yeah you could have wendy's ranted this one for sure but she's not the one movie, one one movie one great, but she's
0: there's always time she's Wendy and she's gonna rant
2: Dan patrick i'm coming for you <laughs> <laughs> you might have seen him in the news lately but he was one of the big people spearheading the get rid of film incentives trust me Trust me, I had drama over this. I've never paid as much attention to Texas le- legislature
0: happening. And Patrick related. of the uh, of Texas political scene, yeah, not the guy, first.
1: <laughs>
2: not the sports <first> guy. <laughs> he was pushing. He was the guy pushing the bathroom bill in twenty seventeen. Uh, and um, so,
1: so he sounds great.
2: And that was another thing, tripping up a lot of projects that wanted to come to Texas. Oh, he's also the person during COVID that said, I'm sure your grandparents don't mind dying as long as we have a healthy economy. So just <laughs> send them out there to
0: make the sound. So it. I
2: yeah. He's like, I you know, I'm sure they'd be happy to sacrifice for your four oh one Ks. But anyway, it's a whole nother subject. But yeah, the movie itself, I'm glad they shot it in Texas. It was it was the guy's first feature, which I thought, wow, it's amazing till I looked, crazy. apparently. He's he his career is in like production of commercials, blah blah. blah. So it's not like he's us awesome, and like let's just go make a movie. I mean, I guess I direct too, but in a different way. But um, so he had experience in he, he did making things. This was not, but this was his first feature film,
1: which is impressive.
2: It is impressive. It was. And it had a unique pacing, style, delivery. Yeah, a lot of interesting uh, technical ways that you know did it.
1: So his name is Andrew Patterson. Not only did he direct it, he wrote it. He edited it and he's one of the producers. If you look at the credits on the movie, he's only credited once. All right. And then he as the writer, he's credited as James Montague and as the editor, he's credited as Junius Tully. Oh, that's uh, so. It's funny he didn't want to be. I guess it's like you know to see his name up there four times, like directed by, written right. by, edited by.
2: And <laughs> <Aaron laughs> I have no problem doing
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it does feel weird, you know. Yeah, like, yeah it looks better to have like a bunch other of people. people. Yeah, yeah, right. But that's it. I'm glad to know that, though. That's yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this guy is super talented, and he's out of uh, he operates out of Oklahoma City in Oklahoma. And if you watch the very end, he's there's special thanks. He, he sends a thanks to Oklahoma city thunder Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and to Kevin Durant, which I thought was really cool. So apparently Kevin, because he would do all the, he used to work, he worked for the thunder. He did a bunch of like, you know, promotional shoots for them. And I guess he either Kevin, because of Kevin Durant or because of working with him, he was able to get a bunch of really cool equipment. Basically it sounds like through that job. And what, that's what helped to kind of help him to make this movie. Mm -hmm. And it takes place in the 1950s in the fictional town of Cayuga, New Mexico. I think it's Cayuga. Mm -hmm. And it starts out really cool. It opens up like you're watching a Twilight Zone type movie Mm -hmm. called Paradox Theater.
2: Like in a TV.
1: Yeah, exactly. You see a TV. We're just slowly zooming into it. And then throughout the movie, they use that. Uh, they use this fictional TV show as like a transition as a way to transition between scenes, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Mm-hmm. I love a, I know we love good transitions here and there's some really long, we kind of mentioned it. Or you mentioned it, Wendy. There's some really long takes the very beginning yeah. of the movie, the first like 15 minutes or so you're following this ca- Everett character around minimal cuts. Mm-hmm. It is like just 15 minutes of following walking. this dude around. Walk, <laughs> walk, yeah. and walk From and the box. backs,
2: You're not even really getting oh, in, the, yeah. in front of these yeah. and they were they're just talking about how emphasized that when you do get a close up, it means something, but yeah, you're literally seeing the back of these characters walking everywhere. Yeah. And having conversations
0: (laughs) for the entire town.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. pretty much at the end of that first, like 15 minutes or so of the movie, you kind of get, okay, the small town, everybody knows each other. There's a squirrel running around eating, you know, (laughs) it's way through wires.
0: (laughs) You have a good grasp on the status. status. Yeah. You
1: do. And so the two, our two heroes are Faye and Everett. And they're kind of you know media nerds. Faye works at the telephone; she's a switchboard operator for the telephone company. Very cool, so cool. And Everett uh, is our—he works at the local radio station. And they're both teenagers, and we both go to high school together. But uh, this all takes place over one night in the small town during a, during a basketball game.
2: The time of a basketball right. game, basically.
1: And so, over the course of the night some weird stuff starts to happen and you know phase at work she's she has to work during the game and so does everett so they're both at their you know he's at the radio station she's she's the switchboard she's picking up some weird noises coming over the radio calls First are all, dropping a really
0: cool long shot yeah essentially she taking all these calls I'll put you through. And it's yeah. just one, it's just very, such a slow push and you almost, you can't even barely very talk. the so it's good. a whole, it's like, yeah, I had a like <laughs> double take. Is it, is it going in? I can't really tell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's just goes on and on. And it's very interesting because it's her getting, you know, hearing this noise and p- patching people through the noise and calling yeah. Everett. it. Really cool.
1: So that, that shot was nine minutes and 40 seconds. Whoa. And apparently the original before it was edited is actually eleven minutes long. <laughs> Can you imagine doing an eleven-minute scene? That is exhausting.
2: It's all on her too. You've seen long shots before where there's multiple actors and coordinate, which they had in this also.
0: But that was just like that's on you. Um, you got to be okay. good. She's talking on the phone, so you have to be yeah. reacting. It's not yeah. you know. Uh, to I mean, how do you know? I don't know if she could actually
1: hear it in her headset. I'm sure or Someone was there on set
0: know, talking, and they just right. cut that out. I'm sure someone yeah. was
1: on yeah. there giving her the But just line. the timing with that. And, oh, yeah. So then there's a shot. So her and Everett are trying to figure out what this noise was. And so he plays it. He wants to play it over the radio. And it's sort of this, this humming, this weird kind of rhythmic humming or something. Mm-hmm. Another amazing shot. So we are in. We're in with Faye in her little office at the switchboard. She goes to the door to smoke a cigarette, which I thought was really funny. 16 years old. <laughs> And the camera moves past her, and it goes out the door, and the camera literally goes through the town. So we are with the camera going to the gym at the basketball game. That's an amazing shot. I don't know how they did it. It sounds like they did it as practical as possible. Incredible shot.
2: Oh, oh, and not only does that, they go into the gym. They go up into the balcony, the bleachers of the gym, through a window, back outside, and into the radio station. And I think I read it was like four different components. I something like there was a kid on a go kart, basically, yeah, so which is awesome. At some okay. point. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he was running with it at the beginning, and I guess handing it off at some point. Uh, they said something about a green screen. There was definitely some trickery involved, but it's seamless. It's seamless, and I don't know where it all happened. I mean, but something had to happen. You
1: go in the gym, and you're
2: going. You're like going through the up, window,
1: yeah, through the window, to,
2: yeah. and out. I mean, it's it's wonderfully sense. done. It's it's very. And there was very, no.
1: No obvious cuts, right? It's all, no, like you said. No, not at kind all. No, they together. didn't, like, have someone walk in front of the camera. <laughs> right, right yeah. exactly.
2: It's, it, looks, <laughs> it looks like one continuous shot. Yeah, pretty fun. But yeah, that was fantastic. But I liked
1: it. Yeah, I liked
2: how the, one of it was a kid on a go-kart.
1: <laughs> it's pretty great. I, it was, like, a, a local kid.
0: Yeah, like an 18-year-old like, kid. Yeah.
1: Exactly. This guy knows how to ride a go-kart. Here, take this camera.
0: Drive. <laughs> so they use this town, then, like a real...
1: Yeah, I think it's called Whitney, Texas. Hmm. Have you guys heard of Whitney? Obviously a very small town.
2: Not. Obviously. No. I'm not.
1: So Everett plays the sound and somebody calls in. His name is Billy. And Billy then tells a story about being in the military and how he and his company, it was all black company, basically him and, you know, his fellow soldiers was is you know, all these black guys going and doing some very mysterious stuff. You know, nobody knew what they were there for. They went, uh, you know, they went to this remote part of the desert on a bus that was, had the windows blacked out. It was all very secretive. And then he, you know, the t- uh, he tells the story farther and, you know, he would then get together with his, some other um, soldiers and they would all together kind of piece together what was happening. And it was always, I thought it was an interesting detail that they would, the government would only use people of color to do this, right? Because no one would believe them.
0: Right. Yeah. That's what Billy said. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, you know, there's this mystery and it's 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 happening again apparently, right? It's the the sound that that Everett is hearing over the radio is what he had heard those those that many those many years ago.
2: Yeah, and interesting too when he's telling his story, it cuts to black, like the whole screen goes black. And I I read that it's them wanting basically you to focus on the the voice. And I also could see maybe they didn't get enough coverage they, I read sometime maybe. also afterwards that they um, he was concerned in the editing, like, did they get enough coverage because of the budget? Could they get everything they wanted? So I could also see, maybe they're like, crap, but we're just going to have this guy <laughs> sitting there. Like, why don't we just cut right. to black so and focus? Or it could have, I mean, it could have been a hundred percent from the start creative choice to like, let's just black out the screen. So you're just focusing sure. on what,
1: well, and it's like, listening. Say. it's like listening to the radio. Yeah. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And in and maybe, you know, because in your own mind, you're then you're, picturing you're, you're picturing the story on your own.
2: Because there's part of that, too, though, when it, as soon as it happens, there's part of you that's got to wonder, did something happen? Especially for right. the theater. That's what I thought, too. You know, yeah. it did something go wrong? That kind of takes okay. you out of it for a second. Like, where'd the picture go? And then <laughs> so the voice is still there. So you figure, OK, well, I guess they'll come back at some point. Right. And they do.
1: <laughs> Billy gets cut off a couple times. But at the end of this call, essentially, it's OK. In town, somebody has a tape, something that that Everett and Faye want to want to get, want to listen to. So they uh she heads out the door, she rides her bike home, goes to grab something. And then <laughs> she says, I stole a bike. She takes the she bike. She stole the bike. She
2: runs a lot. Her running, yes. her running is very funny. So, so it's funny. It's like very determined running. I like lots it. Lots of
1: funny, <laughs> lots of funny uh running shots. Yeah. She goes to the library, she breaks in. I mean she opens the door. She doesn't really break in. She gets the t- bunch of tapes, goes back to Everett. They find it. They play it. Well,
2: let me tell you something, too. It's, it's a nice scene, too, where they don't just... Because there's a box of tapes, so they're fishing it out. But again, it's a nice little push in. And then I think they do some cuts. But it, it's also a nice moment where they're just having a conversation. You know, it's, it's also a character moment of them just having a chat while they're going through all these tapes. And you're like, everyone, you're thinking, is this it? Is this it? And then, right. of course, they find it. It's very it. suspenseful. Cool. And, yeah. during,
1: but, and during that call, during, you know, them looking for this right tape, we learn about like there's talking they end up talking about what they want to do Everett's like All yeah right. i want to get nice. out of town i want to end up somewhere like a big town and you know get a job somewhere else and he's like what about you are you gonna to go to college She's like ever i can't afford to go to college I'm like what are you talking <laughs> about it's very sweet so they find the tape and they play it not good the uh radio station blacks out they lose power and then creepy very creepy moment there's a lot of really good creepy moments yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's a few
0: times I had to put my hands over my eyes because I wasn't I'm, sure. I don't do well with scary.
1: I'm so, I'm impressed that you gave this one a shot, though.
0: I read, I read ahead and learned that it wasn't okay. like the same, like the grudge kind of scary or something, you know.
1: So they go back to the switchboard because Faye's been away and she's basically walked out on the job. But they get a call from the <laughs> old much. woman. Her name is Mabel Blanche, played by my teacher. So she's got a story. They that she thinks they want to hear. They go over to her place. Again, very creepy.
0: Yeah, so she invites them over because she says, I can't come to the door. Uh, I'll leave a key for you. So it's already a creepy situation. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. We'll come over. Yeah, no problem. Not the greatest decision.
1: No. Very trusting. Well it's a small
2: town. The (laughs) fifties. Probably I'm surprised it was even locked. (laughs) So
1: But they get there and it's, you know, she's kind of chanting this kind of weird language. And she tells them the story, uh, basically about her, her son being abducted by aliens.
2: Yeah, there's something, and I can't remember, I, I do I do want to watch this again, but like, some crazy woman beaten on the glass somewhere, and she was chanting yeah. this, and somehow her son just knew it without being exposed to it, really, and um, yeah, he kind of walks out, and he's just gone. His footprints just stop, and he was abducted in some capacity, mm-hmm. according to her.
1: It's a very creepy story, and again... Allegedly, and as you said, Wendy, this most of this scene is all on her profile. Mm-hmm. So you don't really yeah, see her, her whole actual period. face until the, I think feel like the very end before they right. leave is when you actually yeah. see her her full she's face. Like,
2: she's like, "Take me with you." No, at least take this <laughs> note to my son. No, bye. Yeah, Now <laughs> yeah. really oh, we're out of here. Bye, lady. Yeah, Everett's, not having, it. Everett's no. not having it. He's kind of a jerk in a way. <laughs> we're not going to listen. A
0: lady slow us down. He did just, you know, get a story of a lifetime from her and, you know. Right. They recorded it info, all. Info. Right. So he couldn't even take her stupid piece of paper and just tell her that he'd give it to him.
1: So then Faye runs again. She's got to go home. And she grabs her sister, which this is an interesting why does she grab this? Like, why is that important to the, to the plot? Do you think? Well, because she
0: had called earlier and Ethel was supposed to be babysitting. And then Ethel was one of the calls that dropped and Ethel was watching her sister. Cause her mom's right. working at night. Right. So I think what she's realizing is that people are starting to disappear or possibly disappear. So when she hears that oh. the, now they're seeing stuff in the sky, you know, they're like, Oh, it's, there's been sightings or something like that. Uh, then she goes, well, you know, she goes to get her sister and she and Ethel's gone at the time or they didn't know where she was at that point. Fair enough. Um, So her main thing was, oh, that call dropped just like the others did. Clearly, something's going on. Mm. I need to go check on my sister. Got it. But then
2: and I mean, was like, I don't know why that was needed at all. Like for her to run around holding the baby the whole end of the show. <laughs> right. then she,
1: she runs to her friend's house to borrow a camera. I thought she was going to leave her sister there. Right. Yeah. But she's like, oh, no, I'm taking the baby, too.
2: <laughs> I do like when she's running, too, and he drives up in the car beside her. He's like, just get in the car. Like, she just she just keeps running, running? running just everywhere? And he's
0: like, get in the car. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: So now she's got the baby. They got the camera. He's got his recorder. They meet up with this couple who they had kind of met up with before. And they're like, they split up. You go find out some stuff. You find out some stuff. They meet up together. They get in their car. And they're telling her about this old lady. And this weird story. He's like, hold on, let me yeah. let me let me play you what you know what she was talking about.
2: Yeah, that was creepy.
1: That was cool. So he plays it, and the two the couple in the front seat start to have the same reaction that uh, the woman described that her little boy had had. Like they kind of stop what they're doing and they look straight up, mm-hmm. and the guy almost gets um killed uh, in a car accident. And so that's when I think Everett's like, okay, this is real. Maybe she knew what she was talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. So then, of course, they get out and they run into the woods. Why not?
1: <laughs> That's where i go. Always ends up well, right? Nothing ever yeah. bad happens in the woods.
0: Don't stay along the road. Just <laughs> run into the woods.
1: Or maybe tell the couple to get in the back. Like, Everett could have been like, I'm driving. Get right. in the back.
0: Or get in the trunk. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you are going to do back. That's good <laughs> but idea. still, let's still give them a ride back. <laughs> Better than nothing.
1: They're out in the creepy forest and there's evidence around them that there may have been a ship here you know scorched earth there's some scorch marks on trees and stuff there's a huge a ship sized hole through the trees yeah. uh there's more running faye running with her little sister like this is like a yeah. like a, a real 2 year old that she's running around a big
0: right? yeah. a large child yeah.
1: did not look easy no it's
0: some core <laughs> work going on there yeah
1: And then, you know, some serious shit goes down.
0: They see some saucers.
2: And it's very... Multiple saucers. (laughs) Yeah, it's very cool, subtly... Not subtle, but I mean, it's there. It's a big saucer. But I like the way they did it. It was just sort of low-key, but like, yeah, no, there's a saucer.
1: Yeah. uh,
2: Then there's one... Then this big shadow overtakes them. And I was like, oh, God, what is happening? And it's another (laughs) one flying over their heads. And uh, they hug... They're there under the saucer, right? And they hug all of them, and then I feel like I mean, it went to something else. Within but then the
1: basketball game lets out. Yes,
0: finally. Right, right, right.
1: So the yeah. town's back to normal, right? The switch. We see the switchboard office. Nobody's
0: there because the old lady said that they, you know, they only come when it's, right. when you're alone and when it's you know isolated. Everybody else is busy. Right.
1: And then the radio station's back to normal. The lights are back on,
0: but they're just gone.
1: They are gone. So the very last shot of the whole movie, we're back in that field. We see footsteps in the dirt, and they just kind of end at At the the tape tape recorder.
0: recorder. Yeah, tape recorder, which is still on.
1: And it's being covered with sand. Yeah. Mm. And that's it.
0: It was, um, I don't know what I expected. No happy ending.
2: <laughs> um, no, <laughs> it, was like a, it was like a homage to B movies in the 50s, and you know, then I think it went back to the, the show ending, like the credits, like the, the fake TV show. That's kind of how it ended with the credits. Um, but yeah, I, I did read too that they did a lot of casting in Texas and couldn't find two people that they, that they thought could carry the movie, mm. so then they looked out. I think this the guy had. A lot more like more theater work than film work from New York. And then she'd been on she's got it quite a list. Like she's an experienced actress. They were and both apparently great. she wrote it. Yeah, she's like, I will work harder than anyone else I want this part. And she's great <laughs> in it. Um but yeah, no, it was yeah. technically it was really it was different. It was different than things the the like I said, the shoot, the pacing, the rhythm, the shots, mm-hmm. it was put together in a way that it was it was it was good. And you How know, any rainbow.
0: <laughs> are we looking rainbows or ufos yeah saucers for this Ooh. okay if we're going sci-fi we can do saucers
1: yeah we'll go saucers
0: i'll go f- four out of five saucers
1: four out of five saucers for me too
0: i'm giving it 3.5 out of five saucers only because i would have given them to four if it wouldn't have done the whole fake uh oh my gosh twilight zone thing because it took me out of it i would have just enjoyed oh, it you didn't been like that's the style it was and that's like it took hmm. i was like kind of creeped out you know and in, especially in certain parts where they did it and then it kind of comes back out and it's in the tv again and it just was distracting for me
2: oh yeah fair enough okay yeah i could have taken leave it in the tv part but it yeah was,
1: I, I guess it really didn't add a lot
2: i thought it, they were going somewhere more with it than just yeah. a sort of a stylish gimmick kind of thing i thought it was yeah. gonna actually you know go somewhere like I don't know. Like oh yeah. when they watched the story, little did they know it was real or something, you know? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, exactly. Like something like that. Like, no, this really did ha- You know, take it in a different mm-hmm. direction or bring it to real life somehow, or yeah. I
1: don't know. I guess there's no real right. payoff.
0: And then it also took away from the gravity of the of the yeah. situation because yeah. you're like, oh, I'm just watching a TV. And of course you know you're watching a movie, but it's different when it's constantly going in and out and it's kind of it, it constantly
1: just, reminding you that you're watching a movie yeah
0: yeah we had a lot more emotional impact for me if it didn't have that tara and i were also distracted by the
2: continuous thundering of fire fireworks outside that were going on a lot closer to you but we could hear them I and almost like it added to the ominousness of what was going on in the movie because it was kind of a quiet movie but all we could hear was like constantly and then part of me during the movie i was like i'm torn between like i want to pause this and just go see what is happening like can we see any of these things or just finishing the movie so we at some point we did pause it and go look outside but but yeah no it was good it's it's got a lot of great reviews and i think a lot of this is like it's different it's different from what people have seen and i read he got rejected from 18 film festivals that's crazy Wow, things worked out yeah um this is a great
1: great movie i thought it was really really good yeah, I did too. It's crazy to me that he got rejected that many times. That's harsh. Well,
2: I feel like, and I think maybe part of it was, the beginning was a little different. Like I could see film festivals putting this in and then you're starting off, you're walking behind these, these people and, you know, you've seen the back some for so long. They're like, I don't know what this is. You know, you got to catch them in the first. I've always heard like the first mm-hmm. however many seconds or minutes. You got to hmm. grab their attention or they're moving on. They don't have time to watch everything. So if they see this little TV, like, oh, they're a little cutesy with the TV thing or whatever. Yeah. But someone probably watched the whole thing and thought, wow, this is really it good.
0: It went right into where he's walking in and it's following him like that. It would have done more for me. Yeah. Although I did say, I hope this guy doesn't talk this much the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little much for me i really so, liked her but i was like all right yeah
2: i bet a lot of the festivals that, that didn't take it probably didn't get the whole way in
0: because hmm.
2: i think they would have taken it because then it won like uh, don't forget the festival that made it to but it won an award like an yeah. audience award some kind of award so once people hear like hey this is good stick with it watch it then you're like oh it is really good but if you're just an unknown you send this out like it's my first feature and i'm you know and then they're like okay we'll give it a shot okay now hmm. kind of gimmicky yeah Tough biz. It's worth watching. It's free if
0: you want, if you get Prime.
1: You it's know. free. Yeah, it's like it's a great summer movie. Yeah, I feel like
0: totally. Speaking of film festivals, is Outfest doing like an online film hmm. festival at all this month? It's usually in July that Outfest Outfest has their gay and lesbian LGBTQ uh, film festival here in LA.
1: That is a good question,
0: but I don't know uh, if they're doing some kind of. I don't. I don't know if we'd be able to access any of the films, or if they're doing some kind of interactive thing. We might oh. look into
1: that. That'd be fun. I think Wendy's looking into that.
2: Research is on it now, but research's <laughs> computer is going very slowly. <laughs> we will we'll, so we'll look, we'll look
1: into it. We will look into it. So there you go. All right. Go watch it. If you're a sci-fi fan, I think you'll like it.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. As as me and Kat being X-Files fans, it totally felt, it had a vibe. I, I'm always down for realistic UFO movies, so this is totally my wheelhouse.
1: Yeah, it was great. So
2: Good times. All right, then. Well, we'll get back on this Outfest thing. And we're going to, I'm going to go watch some Winona and start processing all these things Kat has thrown at us this week. But uh, if you have your own ideas on our theories, or if you've watched Fast of Night and want to comment on it, please let us know. You can reach us on the Twitter at Snop Podcast, S N O
0: Podcast, 1 P, or on Facebook and Instagram at She nerds Out Podcast.
1: You can also send us an email to SheNerdsOut at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying the Snop you can subscribe to us and you can uh, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That would be great.
0: Thank you in advance.
1: Yes. -hmm. Thanks in advance. That means you have to do it. If we thank you, it means you have to do it.
0: (laughs) You owe us
2: now. (laughs) Oh, I just had a revelation. Not taking away my snot. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and on that note,
0: she nerds out. What? What? Girls, that like girls, that like dirty things.